0: Yeah. Uh. It's savings one You feel me? I teach you how to save. You'll earn your money. Learn your money. I know you can. I teach you how to save. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end.
1: Welcome, wealth builders, to Cafe Mula. Your spot for wealth building information, wisdom, and a pep talk. This is 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Podcast episode number nine, establish multiple income streams. I'm your host, James Marshall, a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. We are a registered investment advisory firm registered in Texas and Kentucky. And for over 30 years, I've been educating, advising and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. But today I'm going to share my knowledge and a cup of coffee with you. And all it costs you is an open mind. These series of podcasts are based on my book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. And if you don't have a copy, please do get one. If you don't know how, we'll let you know at the end of the show. Now, today, as always, I'll be talking about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical and spiritual. But the bottom line is you'll leave with some knowledge and knowledge, as I always say, is wealth. And if you listen to the podcast, it will advance your thinking on money and wealth. It'll teach you how to get wealth, how to protect it, and how to pass it on to the next generation. So if you want to grow, protect, or pass on your finances to the next generation, you need to be listening and listening often. So if you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverage, clear your mind, purify your thoughts, and let's have at it. As we do every week, we start off with our A to Z financial definition of the week. This week's letter is H, and H is for Healthcare Power of Attorney HCPA. What is a healthcare power of attorney? Well, a healthcare power attorney or HCPA is a legal form that allows an individual to empower another person with decisions regarding his or her healthcare and medical treatment. So, in other words, If you're incapacitated and you cannot give instruction to the medical provider, this person has the legal ability to step in and speak on your behalf. Everyone should have one because you never know when the circumstances are going to be such that you cannot speak for yourself. This is a very important part of your overall estate plan, which includes your simple will, living will, durable power of attorney, health care directive and HIPAA release form. We'll get into that on a a different uh, podcast. So the letter of the day is H and the word is healthcare power of attorney. Outstanding fellow wealth builders. You are in for a treat today. I have a guest. This guest is retired NFL defensive back turned real estate expert. Todd Scott. Been knowing Todd for a number of years now, and he's going to talk with you about some of the basic concepts you need to consider when becoming a real estate investor. And when it comes to generating multiple streams of income, one of the best and most effective and attainable ways to accomplish this is through owning rental property. Yeah, you know, I, I get on tired about it because all he wants to own is real estate property. But, you know, he's doing a good job at it, so I don't bother him as much. But it's like I tell all my clients who want to enter into the real estate investment world. You got to remember that real estate is not a liquid investment. It is illiquid, as a matter of fact, meaning that it's not always easy to get your money back out of the property. So it's important that you try to keep at least 10 percent of the value of the investment property in cash reserves. This is the deal with any unexpected maintenance or maybe turnover of tenants. You know, people come and go. And you need to have money to pay the cost of maintaining their property. What I mean by that is the loan that you may have gotten to own the property. So it's important to a remember it is illiquid. You can't just get pu- push the doorbell and money shoot out the windows. And you need to make sure you you keep cash so that you can deal with issues as they pop up. Uh, when you're talking about income streams, there are other assets that you can use to provide income streams, such as dividend paying blue chip stocks, you know, your Verizon, Spock the Gambles, Johnson & Johnson, American Express, Microsoft's of the world. However, real estate does provide leverage, capital gains, income, and tax advantages. So it it is a much better uh, option in regards to having an investment that's going to generate a stream of income for you. So enough from me. Why don't we hear from the expert? How you doing, Tom? I'm great, James. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I thought you would be the perfect person to talk to when we discuss wealth building secret number 88, which is you must have multiple income streams. Because no matter how hard I work to try to get you to, to diversify your portfolio out of real estate into some other types of investments, you are seem to be doing extremely well with real estate and the income it generates for you. Tell me about that.
0: I am a real estate investor. I own a hundred units. That's divided between single family homes, duplexes, and small apartment complexes. That's where I make my primary investment in real estate. I've also diversified in some areas of real estate. In lending, I've recently started a fund called the All Pro Investment Fund for passive uh, non-active real estate investors. Uh, but in real estate, there are a lot of things you can do. You can be a wholesaler. You can be a flipper. You can be a buy and hold landlord, which is what I primarily am, as well as a hard money lender or an asset-based lender.
1: seems to me what you're doing is more focused on the income than it generates because you're not buying low, selling high. You're buying hold and it's generating income for you. Now, the other portion, the new portion, does it also generate income or is it a, a lump sum type deal? It, they both I, I still use
0: the buy low, sell high Model, but my sales may not take place for ten to twenty years. Uh, in real estate, you make your money when you buy. I typically buy at a fifty percent off cost basis, is what I like to use because I believe if you buy something for fifty percent off, how do you lose fifty percent of its actual real value? Mm-hmm. How do you
1: lose? Yeah, it's kind of tough. So that's my business model. Okay. Well, why did you decide to use real estate as mm-hmm. your additional income stream once you start playing professional football? Real
0: estate is any in, in, in everything and everywhere. I also read that nine out of 10 billionaires with a B mm. made their initial investment, I mean, made their initial money in real estate. Even if you look at some of the most successful companies in the world, i.e. McDonald's, most people think McDonald's is primarily in the hamburger business. They are the largest real estate company in the world. You're right. So uh, I'm a former NFL player. I ask people all the time, what is the number one asset of what, of any NFL team? It's the stadium, which is a real estate play. Mm -hmm. Most of the wealth that is counted in the United States is tied to individuals' home ownership. So real estate, it plays a a very important role. It's one of the few investments that I found, rather the only investment I found, that you can gain income, Mm -hmm. depreciate it on your taxes. Mm -hmm. The property appreciates in
1: value. I don't know a lot of places where you can do that. Well, that's true now. Granted, you are not the norm. What no, you say you no. not the norm. No, so most people who want to duplicate your success might not have the same resources that you had, but no oftentimes we still run into the same problems that just may be scaled down. What was your biggest roadblock in getting involved in real estate investments? My
0: biggest roadblock is the roadblock that most people encounter just not having enough information. A lot of people just don't know what it takes or what they need to get into real estate. So they'll think, well, I don't have enough business acumen, or I don't know enough about that about real estate, or I don't have the, the money. Real estate is one of the few pl- places where you can leverage the monies and the assets and the resources you do have to gain greater assets.
1: Would you say that real estate is a greater equalizer in terms of Building family wealth in our community than the than Wall Street or the stock market is. Well,
0: I certainly I certainly would say that. And I think if you looked at at the actual facts and the numbers, I think
1: that that would bear out mm-hmm. to be true. Now, now, what would you say is one of the first places that a person should go to to gain the information that they need here in Houston? There are a multiplicity
0: of real estate investment clubs, i.e., the Wealth Club, the Rich Club. Uh, but now with with the internet, there's so much information on YouTube. There's so many. I mean. Even on, on TV, you have Flip This House and all of these different shows. And they, you can get some real information from those venues. But I still think it's better to join a local real estate investment club. They usually don't cost a lot of money, maybe $30 a month to join. And you can really get some great tangible information that you can use for free. Other, Also, you'll be in a community of seasoned investors who can mentor you, coach you, teach you, train
1: you, help you procure deals. So I, that's that's what I would advise people. Well, you know, you get a lot of people. I know I speak to a lot of clients who say they want to go into real estate and some that are not clients who want to go into real estate. But they often fall victim to a lot of these schemes where the mm-hmm. person is basically selling you a mm-hmm. kit as mm-hmm. opposed to helping you build the real estate that you that you want to build. How do you identify which ones are real and which ones are not? And can you speak on that?
0: You're going to have to. Well, I mean, talking to uh, a seasoned real estate investor like myself would help with a lot of that. There is a hustle that exists where people are just selling product, and you you may have to kiss a few frogs before you find a prince. Mm, um, well I think uh, I think initially it's always it's always best to be specialized in anything you do because you're going you're going to be focused. Your goals will usually drive that. If you're a long term investor and your goals will drive it,
1: and I guess I'm saying I should I'll you play the a single family versus duplexes, or fourplex well, apartment building.
0: Knowing what I know now, I started off just buying single family homes. I started off as a as a flipper. I, I then progressed to being a, a buying whole landlord uh, of single family homes. I I then became an apartment owner. Knowing what I know now, I would certainly tell people it's as easy to just own a small apartment complex as it is to own several single-family homes. And banks seem to like to do that much more often.
1: And and I imagine it's also easier to maintain. No question, because everything's in one place. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, one of the issues that I find from talking to people where they fall into problems is when they buy their rental property, or their investment property, and they're going to do renovations. They look at that property the same way they would look at the place they're going to live. So absolutely so should overspin. not be. That. And
0: that's 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 you have to learn how to improve a property that's going to make it still marketable and make sense to your bottom line. You cannot look at I'm going to try to turn this place into the Taj Mahal. Your budget won't allow for that. So, and part of that is developing the business acumen or taking other people's systems and apply them, which I'm a big proponent of, for your own success. You don't have to go out and reinvent the wheel. I, I am not a person who tries to uh, necessarily be that creative. But I, I do spend a, a, a lot of time studying what some of the more successful investors, the Robert Kiyosakis, the Tom Berries, the Lance Edwards uh, of the world, Even the Donald Trumps, those things that those guys have done and applying that to my own
1: system to be successful. So if you had to go back and erase Mm -hmm. two of your biggest failures or mistakes Mm -hmm. that you made getting into this business, what would those
0: be? Number one, I would have got into real estate investing much earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started investing when I think I was... When I was 35, I would have liked to have started in my 20s. I'm I'm coaching and teaching and training my children and my nieces and nephews who are all in that age group to to get into real estate now. Um, that's that's one thing. Uh, getting a mentor would would certainly be helpful. I didn't I didn't really have a lot of people mentor me. I had one good friend, former teammate, Audrey McMillan, that really helped me a lot. But it, I didn't know about. Uh, A lot of the investment clubs that that I'm speaking of today and those those guys can really be invaluable and provide a lot of information for free. Or a
1: nominal cost that can really help you be successful. So, does it make sense to bring on a partner if you should? You know, one of the things my father always told me when I was younger: mm-hmm. if you don't need a partner, don't get a partner. Now it seems like in real estate, sometimes it is uh, advantageous to bring in someone who may have the money or they may have the expertise because right. you can't be a jack of all
0: trades. I'm, I'm a, I'm a in real estate. You're usually gonna have a partner if you're with the bank. The bank is your is your financial partner. You're your, whoever's doing the construction or the rehab. That's your uh that's your partner. So Partnerships are encouraged in real estate. I'm 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 a former NFL player, so I'm big on teams. And I believe two is better than one. So I'm always looking always
1: looking to partner. Well I wanna clarify something that you just said because you said the person doing your construction is your partner. You say partner in terms of they're on your team. They're they don't have team. an equity position no, no, in what you're doing. No, they, but they may. If, yeah, if, well, if, is that, is that a, a route to take for someone starting out who doesn't know how to hammer a straight nail? That, that is a route.
0: I am probably one of the most unhandy people you will ever meet. However, I've built many houses from the ground up. I've rehabbed over 100 properties. So it, it just has to do with what are the skill sets you bring to the table and what skill sets you add through
1: partnership to make your business successful? Well, I guess also the ideal is the, the learning curve. Some people mm-hmm. learn slower, some faster. Now, if you want to get up and running pretty quickly, mm-hmm. then I guess what you're saying is best to follow the blueprint of someone who's gone before you. No question, no and question. And then is it also quicker to buy an existing property, uh, renovating it, and then flipping it, parlaying that into a larger property? Without you question.
0: Want? You may even just wholesale a property. Wholesale is just flipping the paper on the property. If I find a property for 50000 wholesale it to another investor for $55,000 I just made $5,000 what you mean by that you take him the deal I take him the deal I didn't do any rehab on it right now I'm looking at a deal right now Uh, actually for my nephew to do that a wholesale deal so I still wholesale maybe one or two deals a year I'll flip one or two a year just so I can stay in the game. I have a I have a really great flip in Galveston right now that I that I'm doing, but my my core business now after 15 years in this is primarily a buy and hold landlord. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's be clear, most of your properties are Section 8, correct? Yes. So your income is pretty set. You're yes. not chasing rents. No. Can you speak on that?
0: I my I when I decided to be a landlord, I decided that I was going to look at a very niche market. Uh, That's why I looked at the the Housing Choice Voucher Section 8 program, because I could get my money's direct deposit into my account without knocking on the door. But there are a number of programs. The VASH program is a program that's just for veterans. Even when you look at if if someone got into student housing, you know, there's a bunch of different or elderly housing. There's a there's a there are a lot of niche markets where someone could find a space to really be very, very successful, but you just have to to the point that we initially started talking about, you have to be very, very focused when you begin
1: on what area you want to go in. Well, i tell you what, this information that you're giving today is worth quite a bit. Great. So let me ask you this if a person We're getting started from ground zero now and they were coming to you say todd scott can you help me do what i need to do to buy my first property a what would be your biggest advice to them and b how
0: could you help them well number one i would say find a mentor number two i also do own a consulting business that's not for free i i own a consulting business but i also give a lot of advice i'd be open to helping helping people I actually believe that you you give more than you get. It always comes back to you.
1: Well, I mean, nothing worth getting is is should be free. No. So do you want to give them your contact information, how they might can reach you, to yeah. retain you for as a consultant? If you'd like
0: to contact me, my email address is great. G-R-E-A-T, Scott, S-C-O-T-T, Enterprises, with an S, at Hotmail.com. Yes, I do still have a
1: Hotmail account. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still I have an AOL, so we're okay. in the same book. And I'll put this information in the um, podcast notes for those of you who couldn't write it down that quickly. Todd, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to talk to the wealth-building world and uh, number 88 on our 100 Wealth Building Secrets podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. All right, all right, all right. That's all I have for you today. Wow, that was pretty good stuff, huh? Todd knows this stuff, that's for sure. Well, we've made it through another podcast, podcast number nine of 100. But the learning does not stop here. You can go over to our, our website, marshallyourmoney.com, where you can get a lot of good information. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at James Marshall at Marshall Wealth. You can like me on Facebook, blackfamilywealth at Facebook.com. And you can check out our other website, which is MarshallYourMoney.com and BlackFamilyWealth.com. But if you do like the podcast, make sure that you like it on Podbean or subscribe or share it with a friend. And anyway, if you go to the website, MarshallYourMoney.com, you can sign up for our email list. And that way you'll get a free copy of the book, 100 Wealth Building Sequence. Just send us a note requesting a free copy we'll send it right out to you i just want to thank you for listening and make sure that you go to the sites further your learning and until next week keep building wealth yeah uh.
0: it's saving one on you feel me i teach you how to save You earn your money, you earn your money I know you can i teach you how to save Don't waste your money But bank your money Don't spend your ends i teach you how to save Your bank account will be filling out with them dividends so i teach you how to say, Rule number one If it ain't making money It ain't making sense I see-